welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it one episode at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched the second episode of Alchemy of Souls, season two. I'm honestly on fire. I want to light myself aflame and die. Yes, oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm there with you. <laughs> I knew that I was going to come in so spicy this episode, and I was like, what if everyone just gives up on me? What if everyone's just oh, so sick me. of me and not my- me, girl. Thank God. I'm so glad we're <laughs> on the same page. <laughs> I, I wasn't all week. I was so excited to watch it. I was the same as last week, like getting hyped, seeing old friends. Here we go. AOS and I clicked play. I was like, this show is shit. <laughs> what are they doing? I was so mad I took notes. I was so wow, mad that you I took a lot of notes. Because I wanted to be sure that I got all of my angry, like, I watched it a couple days ago and I was like, what if I forget all of the things that made me so mad? And then I come in and I'm like, I'm mad, but I don't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I only have one thing that I remember being really upset about, but I'm excited to go through your list. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a fair amount of things, um, but some of them are like sub bullet points. So it's like I'm mad, and then it's like a list of reasons I'm mad. That's perfect. Should we just go through it? Yeah, let's just hop straight in. Um, the very first one, I like to read my notes uh, word for word. It's not great audio quality, I can only imagine. Like, I sound like so weird reading my own words back, but I'm always so proud of myself in the moment at the way I worded things. Like, I really take time with it. So, I'm going to just Fair. straight up read them and then we can discuss them. So, my very first thing is Jin Cho Yun's greatest <laughs> defining characteristic continues to be pot's characteristics, continues to be pot stirring, faceless accusations, and lying. Which is fun, I guess. <laughs> oh, that dirty look that she gave Dongu, not okay. What the fuck? Yeah, the dirty look, especially after... Okay, so what really prompted that note was when absolutely no proof, no proof at all, people are like, who could have possibly kidnapped Buyan? And she's straight up, no hesitation, no thoughts in her head. Mummy, mummy, I think it was my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Just because I would like to believe that he would try to kidnap her if he thought it was me. Uh-huh. Darkness, my girl. I wanted her villain arc to be so much better, but it is just her standing behind her mom. Yes. Being petty and evil. And it was the same shit last season. Where she really didn't care if, like, someone got beaten or killed or accused of a crime and thrown away. As long as she just kind of generally got her way. Yeah. At least then, though, it's like she almost got something out of it. This time around, her making that accusation gets her nowhere and nothing other than it's just damaging Dungu, who has done nothing to fucking deserve that. Yeah, the only twisted, convoluted thing I could think of would be her just wanting to see Dungu at any opportunity and being like, if I accuse him, that means we can go to see him. Like, But it's so 
childish and petty that like it it is on her level for sure. Yeah. But I just can't imagine. It's so petty and sad. Yeah. Oh, but I think, yeah, part of my struggle is that we are only watching one episode at a time. So I'm like, does she change? Does she turn the tables? Like, I don't really care about her and Dongu's relationship, except that I love Dongu. Like, yeah. I love him. I want all the happiness in the world for him. So it is upsetting that he is so in love with her. But mostly I don't care about their relationship. I'm much more interested in her relationship with her sister, Buyan, and her just be standing idly by while her sister gets sold like cattle, branded like cattle, breed, breeded, bred, bred, bred like cattle. Yeah. It's like, um, let's, let's start your villain arc now and go against your mom. Okay. Yeah. She has absolutely no problems with that. She is just so, she's always been spineless and all of her motivations have been nothing. Like they've always just been selfish at best. But even then it's like, like you said, really childish. It's, it's almost, it, it sends me into a rage because she's an adult person and at least other villains out here, like Jin Mu's out here trying to get power. And even her dad was, you know, in his villain arc, um, was, he was trying to, you know, avenge his, his, sister. his sister. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like every other villain has an obvious reason to do shitty wild petty things except Jin Choyun who just does it because she's like a spoiled tiny baby like I I just she's nothing she's nothing yeah and I feel like they could do something with oh, I forget the expression but it's it's like the person who stands by and watches evil happen is just as complicit in the evil. They could do something with that. But I feel like she's more than just standing by at most points in the story. She, Like you said, she's a pot stirrer. She stirs the pot at any given opportunity. And you're like, you're just making things worse. So you're not just a bystander. You're actively making things worse, but not in a very interesting way. Yeah. Why? Why? What are you- yeah. And then obviously it's like she says one thing and even though she's a known liar, like she has been caught in lies <laughs> so many times by so many people, in- her mother included. She is a known liar and she still says something and her mom is like, it's gospel. We're taking it to, <laughs> we're taking it to, to the top. Uh- yeah, we're taking this all the way to the top. We're going to go take this accusation straight to the top. Straight to the top. Let's go. <laughs> no investigation. No, and it, it was like, no one is handling anything like a normal person. There's no due it, process. It blew up in their faces, which yeah. felt good. Yeah. To be like, oh, yes, if you storm into Songrim and demand to see the leader, and then, like, <laughs> You're going to find out, or they're going to find out why, why you stormed the gates. You're not yeah. just allowed to do that. So yeah, you all your secrets are had. Yeah, you can't be like, um, the leader of Songrim has kidnapped my daughter. And everyone's like, we can see your daughter. And she's uh-huh. like, no, my other one. Wait, forget you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no going back. So like, suck it. I 
I'm glad that there's one tiny consequence to all of this because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Dongu is innocent. It, absolutely. And I'm so glad that he had an alibi. He had so much backup. Like, people are already spreading that baseless rumor. And he walks downstairs and he's like, I've been literally here all night. I've got like five witnesses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love him. Okay, next note. Let's go. Okay, um, okay, this is something I brought up when we were recording Worst of Evil. Um, oh, sorry. There was just one subnote underneath the Jinbu or Jinchoyun thing where I just said deeply dislike her. And then <laughs> the next note is um, I think I'm just in a state of mind where I don't really have brain space to accommodate anyone's bullshit. Like, I have a lot going on in my life. And so someone kicks up insane, meaningless drama. And I'm just out here like, okay, if everyone could just take it down, like, I know that we're here for the drama, but I just need everyone to take it down like six notches or the drama that you create needs to be, it needs to have like a real purpose. Like it needs to be a real problem and not a fake problem. That's fair. Yeah. Every single character gets their own little drama arc in this season so far. It's a bit tiring. Yeah, and some of them don't matter. Some of them no. are just like, no one cares what you're <laughs> doing. <laughs> hey, okay, uh, okay. hey uh, Park Jin, no one cares what you're doing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Even Maid Kim is over him. She's. I feel like the more and more that she goes to see him, the more she's like, oh, I shouldn't keep coming here. This is a waste of my time. Yeah. Yeah. This man is uh, not, I mean, maybe it's unfair to be like, it's not who he used to be. Like, maybe he got marginally better, honestly, because he has less power. But he's just not an interesting enough guy to be so present in this season. Yeah. I. The only thing that he really does at this point is he is collateral if... Jungkook decides to just go postal. If he just decides to be selfish and psychotic, then Park Jin gets to be collateral. And that is kind of all he is. And we need to circle back around on this. Um, I don't know if we want to keep going through the notes or if we want to just pick up on this right here. They were like, okay, well, Park Jin knows what... Um, Noxu's face looked like, which is now a problem if we're trying to hide the fact that Buyan is Noxu. Um, because she's starting to resemble Noxu as her. That I didn't fully understand the magic behind where they were like, her face is turning into. When they were like, her body is Buyan's body, but it's not because as time goes on, <laughs> it's become. <laughs> it will be Noxu's will, body. Yeah, I was but like. But it is Buyan's blood. Yeah. And Noxu's soul. And that's... And Noxu's face. <laughs> and Noxu's face, but also Buyan's body. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Exhausting. <laughs> yeah. um, this is a little bit silly. But they they were like, he knows what she looks like because he's fought her a million times and he's like the only person who's ever survived her assassination attempts. That's fair. I didn't think of that. I, I and, guess I didn't catch that part. Yeah. And they are wrong on that, which we can get into... But I do have a couple of more sub-bullet points of people's bullshit that I was done with. Oh, okay. Um, the next one was tracking bracelet, where she just has a whole ass tracking bracelet on her arm and doesn't say anything until 
hours after she arrives at Jungkook's home. That is so rude. That is such bullshit. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, it is odd to get to the river and be like, I'm just going to jump into your arms and then you're going to transport us somewhere. And he's like, that's not going to happen. We're just going to walk to my house. And she's like, there are no other thoughts in my head. Nothing else on the agenda. Mm. <laughs> Why? But Why? I, I don't know. I guess, try, to her credit, trying to think it through, maybe she was just like, well, yeah, they're going to come here and try and get me. And you're going to stand in the doorway and say, this is my wife now. So you have to leave. Like, that's her whole plan is to be like, well, he's the one that's going to go up against my mom and say you can't take her away. So it doesn't matter if they come here. Yeah, she didn't anticipate that he has powerful enough magic to sever the bracelet. So she was like, what good does it do? But at that point, it's kind of like urgency, right? Because if you want him to feel urgency to marry you right now, then you should probably give him a reason to feel urgency about the situation. Fair. And she, I mean, she finds out pretty early, not like right at the river's edge, but she does find out pretty early that he only wants her for her powers. So revealing a bracelet that she's like, I'm not powerful enough to remove this might not be her best play. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't think about the order of those operations. It's all I can think of. It's it's very little I can give her. I really do not like her. Yeah, uh, which I will say that finding out that she is Naksu, who has lost her memories, makes me... That's one of my bullet points. We're now going out of order. Um, I have Buyan actually being Naksu makes me care about her a marginal amount more. Like, just a little tiny bit... It's complicated, right? It makes me care about future her when she has her memories back. Yeah, but that's kind of another thing that I... (sighs) Okay, so this might be me being like a nitpicky asshole because it's just kind of the plot of Alchemy of Souls. It kind of always has been. The main character is locked out of their powers. Like, that's that was... Mujuk's whole thing through season one and obviously Jungkook, both of them were in the same boat. They were locked out, like they could not access their full potential, their true powers, whatever the case may be. And that is also what we're doing again with Naksu. It's just tough because I have, I feel like I've been waiting my whole life to see Naksu be Naksu. Right, we got that's fair, yeah. We got the first ten minutes of season one, and I just want to see her be a badass again. And we gave Jungkook his whole season, so I get if it's going to take a whole season to unlock it. But I, I do wish that more of Alchemy of Souls was like Naksu being a badass and not just what whichever main character being locked out of their powers. Yeah, I see that. Because I think part of the frustration is also that we're doing the same thing with romance. Yes. That we're doing these two can't really be together, but they're going to end up together eventually. And then like, and then season two, they're not together because neither of them knows who the other one is. And maybe in some very, very twisted sense, it's romantic that they are getting back together. But they're not the same people. Mostly she's not the same person. And he doesn't know who she is supposed to be. So it's... <laughs> I don't... I'm not happy with the romance. So you can't also be 
super invested in the loss of power and being like so excited for her to get those back. It's like, I get it. They tied them together. Yet again, the power in the the magic power and the relationship power are going to blossom at the same time. They're going to grow together. But like you said, we just did that. We just did that for 20 episodes. We put a lot of hours in. So many hours. We put so many hours into watching someone unlock their powers. And now he's the biggest, he's just running around being OP. And that's great. I'm super happy about that. But he's also like a shell. He's, he wants to die. He's just running around wanting to (laughs) die because he has no clue that the person he loves is right in front of him. And like you said, it doesn't matter because it's not like she knows it she and she just wants to marry him because she's like great someone to get me away from my abusive mother and i'm like honestly <laughs> your mom does suck but also jungkook's not great like we definitely get similar vibes to season one jungkook where he's like if you want a loving husband please look elsewhere i will be the power husband okay like i wrote in my notes this is straight out of a webcomic. Like, yeah. Raquel and I, suckers <laughs> for webcomics. Eat them up, yum, 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 night and day. I love a webcomic. I don't need that from my K-dramas. I don't need this dude being the, I'm super cold to you until we get closer, and then I'll be warm. But also not really warm, it's just like baseline respectful. <laughs> but he's like, you're my wife now, so I guess you can sleep in a bed. Like yeah. The bar is so low. The, the bar, bar is, is so low. low. <laughs> it's Webtoons low. Like, <laughs> I get, and she's just like doe-eyed, like, oh, somebody loves me. Like, it. I swear to God, read a webcomic. They are all exactly these two characters together. Yeah. I'm like, the dude just being like, I guess I'll make the best of this situation, but don't you dare fall in love with me. And then like being slowly more obsessed, but not always less problematic. Yeah. And yeah. And then- And the the woman just being the doe-eyed, like, I'm excited for any little breadcrumb of affection I can get. You know, it's not affection. It's human decency. Yeah. It's Uh. the bars on the floor. (laughs) Raise it up, ladies. (laughs) So this is some webcomic bullshit that we are watching and I don't like Booyan like because she is so spineless and I think she showed that even more the second she was like oh so Yul is in town and he's looking for me I'm gonna go marry him. <laughs> yes which brings me to let's go the person the other person people but also person who knows exactly what Naksu looks like because he stared at her dead body for like a week being what obsessed with that? her he, he has was- the facial recognition of me and that is <laughs> pathetic like i was pretty sure in episode one that it was the same actress did i not google it until halfway through episode two and i was like okay it absolutely is we are the same except i didn't even i was just so mad about the first episode of the second season that i didn't even think like oh that's probably the same person and i usually have pretty good facial recognition but i was just like such a cranky little butthole and then (laughs) finally watching yeah halfway through episode two i was like pretty sure that's Naksu, <laughs> and I googled yeah. it. I I was very proud of myself. I thought I recognized her right at first, but I think I might have just had like a little tiny crush, 
but they did her makeup very differently between the seasons. So, like, giving us credit where no credit is due. We didn't recognize her. <laughs> Give Soyeol nothing. He nothing. was her best friend and the love of... She, she was the love of his life. Yeah. And he still says she is. He still says she is. And then he also, like... Remember through the first two episodes of the first season when he, like, spent a lot of time with her preserved dead body? Like, not a little bit of time. It was like a, a lot, lot of time. <laughs> um, what do you mean he doesn't recognize? What? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to give him credit for being, like, to him, she is dead. He stared at her dead body for two weeks. There is no way that a person walking into a room would be her. So, But, like, I don't know. I was in the grocery store the other day and I saw a dude that I was like, I swear to God, that's my classmate. And then he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, it is. It is my classmate from high school. Like, you just recognize people. And that guy meant nothing to me. I didn't even remember his name. This is supposed to be the love of his <laughs> life. And she's looking him dead in the eyes going, I might be in love with you. And he's like, I've never seen you before in my life. I don't know you. Who are you? you? Yeah, what? Yeah. Come on, Seoyul. You're supposed to be the smart one. You're supposed to be the little <laughs> smart cookie. Is your stupid blood worm just like causing really bad brain damage at this point? <laughs> it has to be the blood worm. I forgot about that. Stupid oh. blood worm. <laughs> so he, you caused this. Yeah, that she's so stupid <laughs> um i have two more bullet points um of people's bullshit that i'm sick of that i really want to say before i forget um and both of them are quotes they're not direct quotes but they're quotes they're my translation of things Buyan said to oh, no. jong-uk like okay when he was when she was in his house like and one of them was I think the first half is almost word for word, where she's like, I've been here for 10 minutes. <laughs> like, no, I, I think she, like, it is not word for word. She had not been there for very long. But when she finally said, I really like it here, I want to stay, it had been. And that's why I said, I've been here for 10 minutes, but I like it here. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is my home. Squatter's rights. <laughs> <laughs> Squatter's rights. Oh, <laughs> and then another one is also her um and it is an indirect quote where i have you've been pretty clear about not being into me but i like you oh my god i think okay it's that like, webcomic shit it's that webcomic bullshit like i <laughs> was mad at that but I think I got really, really offended when she left the very next day. Immediately. I was like, oh, so it was all a lie. Like, I, I guess I just thought you were kind of ditzy, fell in love easily, and genuinely was like, I have a crush on this guy. Maybe this will work. It's definitely like Delulu up there <laughs> in the headspace. But she's like, this is going to work out between us. I like you. But then she runs away 12 hours later. Yeah, zero time, flat. She, what? The turnaround, the absolute turnaround. And yeah, I think that her doing this whole I'm going to get married thing would be an easier pill to swallow if she was really holding on to the perspective of this serves both of us. 
Like this is how I get free and I will work on solving the problem he's asking me to solve. Like that is like, if, if that was the clear motivation, I would be like, hell yeah, get it. Like do what you need to do. Get free of Lady Jin because she is out of her gourd. Um, insane absolutely insane but uh like do what do what you need to do but that is the worst part is the how much she is just kind of gaga over him when he is really cold at best like we've already discussed like absolute maximum not ice cold like like below lukewarm though and (laughs) and she is so yeah it's like being played out as a crush and i just have no interest in that level of if if this is the naksu they're giving us i don't want anything to do with her because they are ruining her they are just making her like doe-eyed and manip like easy to manipulate because she's just like i just am in love with like the the person who has done nothing for me, who has done nothing for me and threatened to leave, like, send me back to my mom. And I guess that's also a reason that I was so frustrated with that is because it felt like it wasn't on one side or the other, where I want her to either be all business, she says I like you just to manipulate him into keeping her around, it's her last, like, weapon in the arsenal, she's pulling out the big guns, she's like, I'm actually in love with you, and that's why I want to stay. Like, emotional manipulation is fair if you're escaping someone like your mom. Um, (laughs) I'm all here for it. Or... If it was very clearly her on the other side of things, being just the dumbest woman we've ever seen in the whole world. But I think they keep flip-flopping her. And maybe that's what makes a three-dimensional character. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But I, I hate that it feels like they're trying to give us both. Both someone who's clever and witty and Naksu at her core. And then also someone who's ditzy and frivolous and just falls in love with anyone she sets her eyes on. And I'm like, which one is it? I'm getting whiplash from every line from her. Yeah. Who's it? Who's she going to be? Because the back and forth is making her intolerable. Yeah. I can't get a read on her. And now you're telling me she's supposed to be my favorite character, maybe of all time. (laughs) I think not. Absolutely not. Do not give that to me. Do not give that to me. Do not pretend. Um, can I add one more thing to your bullshit list before we Absolutely. move on? Fuck yes. Um, Hoyunok entering Buyon's room and giving just the like most bewildered, dirtiest look I've ever seen in my life. I was like, I want more from you, Miss Ho. Okay? Yeah. I don't need this. I don't need this energy. No. Yeah, don't first of all. Do not be mad at women who are around the man that you like yes. because he rejected you. Like, that does nothing for anyone. Why is every woman in this show against all other women? Why do they all just hate each know. other? Oh, it made me so mad. Just instantly, instant disrespect for her because she is better than that. Yeah. Yeah, they made her so cool in the last. Like, they made her like the most proficient healer and very kind to everyone and it was just like great to have someone who had a bunch of feminine traits that are classically feminine and not 
also have them be a liar, <laughs> like Choyan. Yeah, she's great. But they're like, no, she's a woman who doesn't support women. Okay? Yeah. Straight up, no. Not she anymore. Not after what happened last season when the man she had a crush on for a couple of days was in love with another woman. The audacity of that man. Like, in another show, I'm fully supportive of her. But, I, yeah, I don't want the woman scorned after, after a crush, a one-sided crush, yeah. to become the woman who hates women. It doesn't That's- make sense. Honestly, why I had so much respect for Secretary Kim after finding out that she was in love with Jungkook's not dad, um, Mr. Jung. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot his name. (laughs) Me too. Um, Anyway, but her best friend, he married her best friend and she was like, I will not only remain best friends with this woman, I will raise her child with love and care. It's really cool. I Okay, intrusive thought here. Did you get a little bit a little bit freaked out when she put Mama Dohua's clothes onto Buyon? I was like, I swear to God if Jungkook is like that's the most beautiful outfit I've ever seen. I was going I to also up. lose it. Cuz remember <laughs> how hard they drove she yeah. specifically drove home the point of how um much Yonak looked like Jungkook's mom and how they yes. should get married and it was yes. like what are you doing maid kim is 100 like <laughs> this man will marry his mom if i can say anything about it so like he's bringing home a bride i'm gonna put her in mama's clothes like get out of here maid kim i don't get it <laughs> yeah that is troubling that is deeply troubling that's maybe the most problematic part about Ma- maid kim well Second, maybe to no. It, that is the most problematic part. The second most problematic part is her loving Park Jin. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. It's faltering. It's yeah. faltering. I can see it. The cracks are forming. <laughs> and she didn't say anything about the clothes. She wasn't like, Jungkook's going to love this outfit. Like she, she didn't make it weird. It was just me making it weird because last season she made it weird so many times. Yeah, last season she went way too hard, and now we have trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that something that Mr. Masterly said uh, was very, very interesting in kind of the long-term discussions that we have if we look back at, like, really early on in season one, when we were discussing the ramifications of Noxu deciding to soul shift. Um, and when we were like, it feels really bad if we think about it the way that we think about um, like the, the metaphors that we had used with like, you know, that's someone losing their life. That's someone losing their bodily autonomy. That's um, it. It, has a lot of really really terrible connotations not just in the show and like the fantasy that they've set up where like that's the forbidden thing but like if you compare it to you know real world things that can happen to a person um then we were like does that make Noxu like not just an assassin obviously she's done a lot of murder but like kind of the worst type of person but then we were like okay but if she's sharing a body with Buyan, but then we had also had the discussion like, but what was that about, right? Because she was supposed to soul shift with like 
just that one servant girl that was there that she tried to soul shift into. And then all of a sudden, Buyan was there and like Mudok, Buyan, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden, Buyan was just like living in the ice stone slash soul shifting plane, but also inside of Nuck or Mudok's body. Anyway, this is all to say, I thought it was really, really interesting when Master Lee said something about how Naksu was actually captured by Buyan. When she, dope. yeah, tried to make the shift, Buyan said, Oh, really? No soul shifting right here, ma'am. Not in this restaurant. Not in this establishment. Except she did. But it's like, yeah, she like imprisoned her soul in another body and left Naksu's body empty. And it just gets so much more interesting because there, it's almost like there was consent there. So it's like the intention was really, really bad because she was just trying to take a normie's life or whatever. <laughs> um, but... Then all of a sudden, it's kind of like my how the turn tables, because <laughs> because then technically Naksu is a victim of Buyan deciding to capture her soul. Yeah, but also Buyan seemed to give up control of the body to Naksu, so it's like almost martyrdom to be like I will capture this very very dangerous and powerful assassin but I will have to give up everything to do it. Or, I don't know, I'm almost like, what did she gain? What was, like, there's part of me that's like, there's gotta be, yeah, eyesight, that's it. (laughs) Top of the list. Which, yeah, then I'm like, well, obviously, if Naksu's energy is somehow housed inside of Buyan's body, then it's almost like she was maybe looking for an energy well to... Yeah, do I, I don't know, because it was like, she can control the power of the skies. She could probably go find the ice stone anytime she wanted yeah. and use that to destroy the world. But yeah, for some reason, she chose Naksu, which to your point, it sounds like Naksu was really freaking powerful. Like, I loved this scene with Master Lee being like, you got to choose, because Naksu is the only one who can survive what I'm about to do. So either both of these souls go and the body goes and all of it's gone, or I kill off Buyon and let Naksu live and have the body. And boom, you've got a daughter. It's it's messed up. Like, this show gets really dark when it gets dark. Like, they, they had the guy in the lake and it was like super spooky, really good horror right there. That has nothing on Lady Jin and her entire storyline. Yeah. Her just like descent into madness as, as she's she... like, save the body, I'm gonna breed it. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that goes along with my very final note on my page, which is the Jin family can fuck off. They can fuck right off. We are done with them, especially her, but her daughter also sucks. Husband's kind gone. Both daughters, like, no offense. Naksu, yeah. let's come on back. But yeah. Buyon kind of sucks. It's like it, she would stop sucking if she stopped being her daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Her being like, I I don't want to run away because it would hurt my mom's feelings. I was like, ooh, the Stockholm Syndrome is deep within you. Yeah. What feelings? <laughs> she <laughs> is a shell of a person at this point. She's been through too much. She is making terrible decisions. I cannot believe Master Lee is enabling her. And then he's like throwing so much shade at her. Like, 
she's mad about her own bad decisions that he enabled and she tries to bring that to him like he's some kind of forum and he's like girl i can't (laughs) (laughs) oh and she's like i will blow this whole place up okay so just listen to me just hear me out for tonight otherwise we will all perish together like she is at the brink (laughs) oh i (laughs) it upsets me that the two of them are together because he's my favorite character and she's my least favorite but maybe it'll be a good balance in the end maybe he will help her I'm really hoping of all the things that Master Lee does this season that he gets through to the crown prince. That's that's oh my, my main God. thing. And he's starting to. They're they're talking. They're together. It's it's a start. All I want is the crown prince. <laughs> Please, he's our last hope. <laughs> he's like sort of invested in everyone. But not enough to actually do anything. And I love that for him. Yeah, he's just in his information gathering era where he that he does have he did definitely had that last season as well, but even more so this season where he's like, I'm not gonna show up anywhere. I used to show up places. I am <laughs> only going to info gather from the shadows. I'm talking to Jin Mood, that's problematic. Um talking to Master Lee. He knows a lot of stuff. He's talking to Jinmu, but with a grain of salt this time. He's very definitely more hesitant to take everything Jinmu says as gospel. Whereas last season, it was very like, you're the only one I can trust. Now he's like, I don't trust you at all, but I'm listening. I'm listening to what you're saying. I like you that. Have That's a better. For you me, have so use. maybe you'll give me information. Yeah. Smart crown prince, we love you. We love him, and if anything happens to him, we have to turn off the show. We will. Absolutely. <laughs> Uncompromising. I think that's it. That's Those were all of my notes. We got through them all. Okay. Don't, do you have anything I, else on your notes? It took me a minute to get down to the bottom of my notes, but we should probably talk about the last few scenes. Mm. Just briefly. That's fair. Um, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it short. I got the vibe that Jong-uk was coming for his prize cow, where um, it's Lady Jin's prize cow, and she branded her as a prize animal. She's trying to breed her. It's it's like horrifying how Buyan is being treated, and like I said, I don't think Jong-uk is impressing me with being the knight in shining armor that I want him to be. And I get it. I get that they're like, he just lost the love of his life. He's not ready to fall in love again. He actually just wants to die. And this lady can maybe help him do that. But I I got a little bit nauseous with his big walk-in being like, mm, actually, this belongs to me. <laughs> That's not romantic at all. Nauseating. You know who he reminds me of? Oh, no, who? His father. <laughs> Oh, no. Like that whole, this is not my thing, but I'm going to make these big, sweeping, problematic declarations. Like, I'm just going to walk in and do what I want as the most powerful guy in every room. And it's like, that was the right thing, like, maybe two out of dozens of times. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) There are ways to do this. And, like, she needs out. But I hated the vibes. The vibes were off. The vibes are very off. It's a really bad deal. She is, I don't like her. I don't like Bouillon, but also I don't like the situation she's in. I really feel bad about it. I really need Soyeol to step up. He talked about stepping up. 
And then he looked the love of his life in the eyes and said, I don't know you, ma'am. I've never seen you. I've never seen this woman in my life before. <laughs> um, so let's turn things around. I I want the 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 main couple to be together. I want Jungkook and Naksu to be together, but also I just want a little more respect in the room. And I feel like So Yul could bring that energy. Yeah, he always did. He he was always the guy who showed up and acted like mostly a normal human being. Yeah. Outside of everyone else being super super stupid, he was like what I my superpower is just being like normal and smart. Normal and smart, level-headed, pretty gentlemanly, like <laughs> and then he got poisoned. Then he <laughs> then he had to go home. Um I don't get it. I don't really want a love triangle, but I need Jungkook to not be behaving the way he's behaving. Yeah, that's, I just feel like everyone has regressed to their worst season one self at this point. Like every single person, Jin Choyun and uh, Jungkook and um, Park Jin. Jin, Yep. No, he's the dumbest version of himself. He's not the worst version of himself. (laughs) Yeah. He's been way worse. He was way worse when he had power. Yeah. Now he's just harmless, taking too much screen time. (laughs) Oh, Lady Jin is the absolute worst version of herself, and we need more. We need more from her. Yeah. In, like, we need her to die. No offense. Sorry. It's just that you had a whole season to get good, and you didn't, and then you got worse. And at this point. I just don't know how to ask you to be better because you're so bad. You're so you're treating you're treating a young woman like livestock for your family, and that's so gross. Oh, okay, okay. Those are all my thoughts for real. Okay, that's everything from me too. And I think we didn't do housekeeping with these episodes, right? Or did we? I think we did. Oh, okay. but we should do our announcement first. Oh yes. If you are hearing this episode, it means that next week. We're going to skip an episode because I bought a house and I'm moving. Woo! Boop, 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 boop. So, um, yes, I need time to panic. And like, <laughs> it's like I'm not using my time wisely, but um, what I really need is like whatever last minute hours my brain will start to actually do the work that needs to be done to like clean and pack and everything. So every hour counts. Yeah. So no show next week. But if in the meantime you want to contact us, you can do so at playokpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or we also have our website where you can sign up for newsletters, find links to our affiliates, and also our Patreon. And that's all at playonk.com. You can go directly to our Patreon if you want to get some bonus content and support the show at patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, and then we have our very freest way to support the podcast, and that is rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you listen. But especially if you uh, have any kind of Apple account and you want to go on Apple Podcasts, that's what the algorithms look at first. Yeah, and finally, we are on social media, though we don't use it too much. We're on Instagram at Podcast, on the app previously known as Twitter, at Play on K and on TikTok at Play on K underscore Emily. Yeah, and we will see you in two weeks for the next episode of Alchemy of Souls. K bye. K bye. Bye bye.